on Work my leg up like jeans on Work my body and knees on Part and I'm getting my scream on but watch it, you bring home. You see a black man with a white woman at the top floor, they gon' come to your King Kong. Middle America packed in. Can't see me on my black skin. Number one question they asking. Fucking big question you asking. I don't get mad at my Catholics. Because the conservative Baptist. Claiming I'm overreacting like the black kids. It's Iraq, bitch. Going in the morning. And I'm zoning. They say I'm possessed. It's the omen. I keep it 300. Like the Romans. 300 bitches. Where the Trojans. They keep me living. In the moment. In a menace for the lonely, but I ain't finished. I'm devoted, and you know it, and you know it. Ah! So follow me, I'm good, this shit about to go. Ah! I'm doing 500, I'm out of control. Ah! But it's nowhere to go, ah! and it's nowhere to slow. Ah! If I knew what I knew in the past, I would have been like that on your ass. Where the Trojans make me living In the moment, I've been a menace For the longest, but I ain't finished I'm devoted, and you know it, and you know it ah! Stop all that cool shit Early morning cartoon shit This is that cool shit Fuck up your whole afternoon shit I'm aware I'm a wolf Soon as the moon hit I'm aware I'm a king Back out the tomb, bitch Back out the room, bitch Stop all that cool shit These niggas ain't doing shit them niggas ain't doing shit Come on, homie, what happened? You niggas ain't breathing, you gasping These niggas ain't ready for action Ready, ready for action I'm moaning, and I'm toning I think I'm possessed It's the omen, I keep it 300 Like the Romans, 300 bitches Where the Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my co-host and partner in podcasting, sitting to my right, E-Man Bates. The P.I.P., that is me, and back for episode 57. 57, <laughs> baby. And you want to introduce our guest tonight? Yes, I will. Uh, so, a fellow uh, music buff, I would say, and Definitely. blogger. Uh we met a while back. I'm happy to have her on the show. We have Lori Stratton of the Stratton Set List to my right. Hello. Thanks for having me tonight, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah. And that song that we started out the uh, podcast with was a mashup between For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica and Black Skinhead by Kanye West. Nice. Um, I'm not actually... <laughs> so on here, it was posted by William Marin. Dude, C- I... I saw Metal Injection posted the article, and I'm like, okay, this has got to be good. Yeah. I, and then, I'm, I'm not exactly who, sure who made the uh, mashup. It doesn't the, say on That here. was the most lit comment section I've ever seen in Metal Injection ever. I think it actually sounds oh, pretty well. Oh, it sounds great. I love it. Personally, it's just, you know. I think it sounds good. You know, because, how, that, you know how that fan base is. Right. You know I think it I sounds mean? good, though, because Black Skinhead is already like a song that has like a rock and roll, like uh, like music behind it the production is pretty rock and roll driven there have been worse fusions out there for i sure. like that i think that I like sounded that good <laughs> i like that it sounded good but um anyways yeah welcome to another episode and um i'm excited to have Lori on i think we met well the first time i met Lori, i know e-man had been interviewed by her previously but i met her at an event that we went to l club um at l club yes. yeah there was a um i guess it was kind of a conference for people in this kind of industry trying to do blogs and writing and journals and podcasts and just trying to make it in the music industry and it was put on i think vans put it on right was yeah, it yeah, yeah. Van, by vans 
Vans was part of it, but also Assemble Sound. Oh, yeah. So I think okay. it was, it was too, at right. Elk Club back in January when yeah, we first yeah. had a chance to meet. Because yeah. it had uh, the A&R for 21 Savage and yeah, so it was, uh, yes. Spotify's um, person. Yeah. Keys. Yes. Keys Open Doors, I know. Yes, her, I remember uh, what her. What is yes. her first name? Um, I can't remember what it is. But there are two ladies they had that yeah. had pretty big leadership roles in the music industry that yep. were that night that had some really good advice for artists and people in the industry. It yeah, was, I thought that was a great, was a event. great yeah. event. I had a great time at that. That was like... Those are some nice free gems you got to get to if you yes. can, and, and especially <laughs> being that we just got invited for free, so that was pretty cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, how has everything been since then? Have you got, I see you've been busy. I follow your your yeah, social yeah. medias. And <laughs> I saw that you just uh, were with the head and the heart recently. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been meeting all kinds of people lately, and some of those are paid meet and greets because I'm a fan, so uh-huh. I bought a ticket. So like yeah. the head and the heart, that was the case then. Okay, it was okay. a paid meet and greet because I'm a bi- I'm a big fan of their music. I followed them since 2011, mm-hmm. and some of them I've met, you know, like where they're not paid meet and greet because I've interviewed them. But in this case, it was nice to get a chance to see them, and I've met them. Oh, geez, at the Crowfoot, I think years ago, like just yeah. casually when they starting out but it was great they're a really nice group of people i really, really enjoy their music it's been fun to see them kind of really evolve from indie folk to more like i'd say more pop rock these yeah, days for yeah. sure i think i was actually was that show probably around like 2011 or 12 the one yes it was 2012 yeah. i was there oh okay well, <laughs> <laughs> no, i wasn't i wasn't a huge well i didn't really know a whole lot of their music i knew that i liked the the sound that they had but yes. a, a, a person that a girl that i was talking to at the time was a big fan of theirs and yes. was like i want someone to go to the show with me i'll take you for free and i was like sure <laughs> i remember the outside venue had like an awesome like food truck too so i was like this is a win-win <laughs> i got some the delicious food. is a nice venue yeah but they're a great show they're a great live performance they were great yeah, yeah. when we i saw them tuesday yeah they did did a great job so like for the meet and greet they had like uh like a we got to see part of their sound check which mm-hmm. was nice we had a chance to talk to him get a photo and then yeah their set was great so they had a, a really really good group and um opening for them called illiterate light so they kind of sound like my morning jacket oh all right i'd be into so, that yeah so if you're a my morning jacket fan you'd like were they like in a ballroom <laughs> or the pike room uh, so it wasn't Crowfoot this time, it was a Fillmore. Oh, okay. So the 2012 show was at ah, okay. Yeah, that's all right. We're talking about a lot of venues. <laughs> Man, I'm going to text that to you so I remember the name of it. Illiterate, Illiterate Light. Light. Yeah, Illiterate. yeah. they're a duo. They had a really good energy, a guitarist and a drummer. A uh, really, really good group. So Awesome. That sounds They are good. actually coming to the Blind Pig in Ann Arbor in February. So. Oh, okay. So nice. I talked to them after the show and they said they're coming. So I said, cool. Nice. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Blind Pig, just real quick, I wanted to shout out the Grooving for Good People. Oh, yeah. um, they had their event last Saturday. Um that was to raise awareness and funds for women going through domestic violence and abuse. And it was their inaugural event. It was the very first one since they started the nonprofit. And I talked to Sarah today about it and she said it went really well. She said she's never seen the blind pigs so packed out before they made like, I think $800 in the auction before they started. And then they sold, I think another 126 of the door. So they made over $4,000 for first step, which is really cool. So Damn. Good for you guys. Uh, I hope I can make it to the next one. I was at a wedding over the weekend, so I couldn't do it. But shout out to you guys real quick and the blind pig. But um, anyways, Lori, I kind of want to hear about how you got started in doing this because I actually <laughs> don't know much of your story myself. And I know that you've had some pretty cool interviews that I've heard him talk about. So I kind of want to know how you got all, all of your stuff started. Yeah, yeah. So I started my blog about four and a half years ago. I'm a professional writer by trade. So mm-hmm. that's my background. Okay. Journalist. Yeah. So I had just developed like a really big concert habit about 10 years ago. My husband and I started to go to all kinds of live shows. We focused mostly on national acts at that time because mm-hmm. that's what we were exposed to. And then over time, you know, I, when I was working for another company, I had a boss who said, you know, you should really start a blog. You do all this music stuff. And I'm like, nah, I don't know if I want to do it. It seems like one more thing to do. So then it took me several years. And by about 2015, I started to feel kind of the urge to start writing. And I wasn't sure what direction to take it in. And I had used it a lot to focus on some of my own individual thoughts about music. But I felt like 
that still wasn't quite the voice I wanted. Mm -hmm. So by about 2017, I decided, you know, I think I want to focus on some local artists because I was starting to kind of learn more about who was playing in, around Ann Arbor, Ipsy, Detroit. And one of the first people I interviewed for my blog was Chris Dupont. So, okay. I, okay. you know, yeah. So he was one of the first ones I talked to. He was put on a live album at the time and had, you know, enjoyed talking with him. And I thought, you know, this is a fun way to kind of showcase the Stratton setlist. So I decided to focus more on local acts. So a lot of the people I talked to, mainly Ann Arbor, Ipsy, Detroit, Metro Detroit, some on the west side of the state sometimes, uh -huh. and sometimes some people out of state. It just depends. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> that, that's I, I know. Didn't you do what? What year did you do the? Um, I know you had done one with uh, Jean Irene from. Uh, oh American yeah, that Idol, was right? that was last year. Yeah, was that yeah, last year? yeah, yeah. No, she was a lot of fun to talk to. She and uh, ironically, I had actually worked with her aunt at a previous job. So oh really? When she nice. was on American <laughs> Idol and moving up the ranks. Um, I was, you know, her aunt would come and show the videos and talk about her, and then you know, a couple years after that, I finally got a chance to interview her because she was affiliated with Dime's label at the time, original twelve six five. Okay, she released. Um, I think at least an album or EP on that. And she was fun to talk to. She's yeah. a great singer. Are you from like the Ipsy Ann Arbor area? No, I'm from Howell originally, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cause I know like a lot of, a lot of it focused like Ipsy Ann Arbor. It just seems to be like where that. a lot of yeah. my audience has been. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So how did you even like hear or get into like that? Like, well, scene? so my husband and I lived at, we've been in the Ann Arbor area for 20 years. So, okay. so we, we both grew up in Howell and went to high school together and went to college. And then, um, by the time we got married, we had moved to Ann Arbor and we had always lived around the area. And now we live in Whitmore Lake. Oh, nice. But, but we just, for whatever reason, like we go to a lot of concerts in Ann Arbor. We're always going to the Blind Pig or the Ark or like the Michigan that Theater. Yeah. For shows. And then just a lot of the people I, I, I would hear about would be in Ann Arbor or Ipsy. And that just seems to be where a lot of my audience is along with a lot of people in Detroit too. Yeah, there's probably not a lot of popping venues out in Howell. <laughs> no, you know, they just actually, um, they just had an article about that for the Livingston Post that was really interesting. Um, Nate Duro, who I think puts on a lot of shows, uh -huh. wrote a really nice piece about how Livingston County needs more of a music scene because he's from the same area where I'm from. And yeah, I that okay. That was really cool that he's acknowledged that because I know how much show, how many shows he's booked through Fusion and I think now it's Audio Tree from what yeah. I read. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Audio Tree stuff is really cool. Yeah, that's a great festival. I covered that last yeah. year in Kalamazoo and had a great time yeah, showcasing nice. a lot of Michigan bands as well as some national acts. So, that's yeah, awesome. That that's was super great. Cool. What was nice about that is it kind of gave me a chance to meet people from the West Side. I don't get a chance to yeah. meet them often, so yeah. I think I've been to Howell like once or twice in my whole life. I think it was probably when I was like in elementary school on a field trip to Howell Nature Center. Yeah, yeah, you know, that would be it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that's mostly. Yeah, no, they have a nice I've, nature I've center. Heard, there. I've heard bad things so about Howell. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, it does have a reputation, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah a little bit. It's a little bit of a stigma there. That's all right. Sorry, but that's yeah. all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, um, before we move on to getting to our normal segments and talking about music in general. We always like to start at the top of the podcast by saying happy birthday to whoever has birthdays this week or on this day in music. And we also unfortunately talk about who dies. Too. And we just talk about, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, this we week we I don't have one, no. There's so, none. So that's good. So, <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Um, no, but Eminem's birthday was last week. Um, over the weekend, I was listening. The only reason I knew about that is because we were up north and we had Sirius Satellite Radio on. DJ Who Kid was doing an Eminem mix all day for his birthday. And that got me really in the mood. <laughs> it was a new bunch of old Eminem songs. I went back and turned on all these angry Eminem songs and had myself a little fun. Um, but yeah, so it was Eminem's birthday last week. And then the only other one that I noted today was uh, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy. It was Shaggy, Eminem. yeah. I, I love Shaggy back in the day. He had some great songs. He, he did have some great did. songs. Yeah. It's, and I think last year, I think he put out an album, like a joint album with Sting. He did. I had it. It's actually a good album. I liked it? it to be honest. Is people it? thought it was a weird collaboration and people gave, you know, 
I think they, they kind of ripped on it, but I thought it was a cool collaboration, yeah. actually. So. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes a little bit of sense because Sting's always had those like island Caribbean like, yes. influences he, in his music. He's and been stuff. a big reggae fan, and police yeah. kind of started out with like kind of a reggae bass line. So yeah. that makes sense why I could see those two collaborating. But a lot of people, if they don't know that, they might think it's weird. Right. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> it is funny to me, though. I just remember seeing him like interviewed on like Hot 97, and I'm like, Sting and Shaggy? What the hell? That's oh, weird. Real quick, before we go any further, because I'm, it's not going to take long at yeah, all. Go ahead, but go ahead. Quick shout out to, uh, all, all our baseball fans out there, game one of the World Series starts yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. The pit against Houston, the old Tigers. <laughs> I know Houston, Houston Astros versus the Washington Nationals. Yep, sure. And then this is Verlander. also the first day of the NBA season, which I'm excited about. I am I know, too, but yeah. I feel like the Pistons haven't done jack shit, so it's just like a new well, I mean, this season. is why you have to have a backup team. I don't have a backup <laughs> you squad. Have well, have I a, guess the Pacers were kind of used to be my backup squad because most of my family's from Indiana, but I mean. Eh. <laughs> it, like, I mean, as, as, if you're into the Detroit sports, I feel like you have to have a backup team. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you, come on. Unless it's like, I mean, the Especially wing. in football, for sure, you got to have a backup squad because that's just a depressing, depressing I mean, yeah, sad that, That's story. where it started at. And then it kind of spread out. Like, but no, even, but my, my, my first squad, I don't want to talk about that last night. <laughs> um, we're not, we're not going to talk about the New York Jets. Anyway, but I didn't even watch the game, to be honest yeah, with you. Like, I've been, I like, wish I didn't. I pay attention to my fantasy team, and that's basically it. If my fantasy team's not playing, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> anyways, let's move along right. to the beer that you got for us this week. What do you got, E All right. So, uh, we say this name a lot, but from Atwater Brewing, yeah. uh, we have their part of their variant series. We have the vanilla java porter only the raspberry vanilla java porter mm. so it's a play on your original one which is like the more like cocoa like multi flavor this one has that supposed to have like a raspberry flavoring to it yeah so i'm excited to see what this tastes like uh you didn't even you didn't even wait to pour it up yet <laughs> you even wait to pour it up how rude you know i don't really drink beer but this sounds like one i would try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyways, while we are pouring up our beers on the show, we usually just pull up a song that we normally, if it's a band or an artist that's here to promote their music, we'll usually play that. But since you are not here to promote any music <laughs> of yours, I'm going to pull up a song that's been really hitting me all weekend. It's not even a new song at all. It's just for some reason it came on a playlist we were listening to over the weekend. And I'm like, this is just such a great song. And then it got me thinking about how underrated of a band TV on the radio is. Oh, yeah. I love so, TV on the radio. Me too. And so <laughs> I wanted to pull up um, from their Go 2014 album, Seeds. There's this song that I really like the lyrics and just yeah. the melody of the hook is just so catchy. I just I listened to it probably 20 times over the weekend. Here's Courts by TV on the radio. being rude <laughs> no you don't get one you don't get you don't Like all this. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, good stuff. 
Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I should really give it up sometime. And I should really give it up sometime. No reprieve for the broken hearted. Yeah, I should really give it up sometime. You know, TV on the radio hasn't been with Ronda Sherman. Quartz by TV on the radio. And while that's fresh on my brain and thinking about it, I wanted to quickly shout out my dear friend Katie Stropes, who got married over the weekend. That's where this playlist that I've been listening to all weekend was from, was up north. Uh, we went to Sutton Bay for her wedding up in Grand Travis, or in Traverse Bay, I mean, Traverse City. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice place for a wedding. Gosh. Oh my God. It was like the most beautiful <laughs> backdrop ever. And it went so perfectly. So I was really happy for her that everything went well. Um, it was really fun to just see all of her friends and party to music because those are my music loving friends that just got married and so it was a great great uh music at the wedding they had a full band and everything the or the her husband now played some music at the reception because he's in a band they play like the dead at the winery stuff all yeah the time, yeah which winery. one josh, winery. josh is uh the bass player of um the dead of the winery the I forget. Um, I know about the Dead of the Winery. I haven't gone to see it, but I, I really yeah, I he see plays about in all, there. I he plays with them, time, and yeah. then he does with um, plays in a band with Mike. I forget what the name of their band is. You would recognize him. You probably seen him playing up there a million and a half times up at the winery. <laughs> it's all the same crew that hangs around up nice. there. Nice, but yeah. So shout out to them real quick. Nope. But um, yeah, this beer is delicious. Neil, I'm gonna let you talk about this beer. Um, no, I really I'll, like f- it. I'll fill in the terms if um, you want. So we had a couple of lighter ones. And I think this is kind of a little bit of a heavier dessert tasting kind yeah. of beer, but um, I really like it. I think all the flavors taste amazing together. Yeah, like the flavors mixed. If you ha- you definitely have like your kind of like the malty like cocoa bean type like, tape. I really like it. the uh, the raspberry in it. Tastes delicious to me. I think it tastes That's awesome. what I was saying. Like yeah. it, it's like the coffee flavor mixed with, like the fruit from the raspberry. Like uh-huh. I think what do you call it? Esters. I think yeah. that's the name of it. Uh, those match well for this beer, and it's very lightly carbonated. Uh, drinkable I would, for a very drinkable, beer too. very drinkable. And ABVs are only what like five? I want to say uh, a, thirteen. Fi- I know that's IBUs. A, yeah, right. ABV five, and then thirteen yeah. IBU. Yep. So it's really not that bitter. Like Neil was saying, it's very smooth. Yeah. Uh, yeah Lori, really what good. do you think? Actually, I thought it was pretty good for someone who's not a 
like a beer drinker, or nor can I really tell the difference between much. I like the raspberry taste of it. I do occasionally sample my husband's, and this is one that he would totally drink. He just sent me a text saying he loves that. Oh, <laughs> that's <place>. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like this one too. Um, I would. It's definitely one of those ones where you're only gonna have like one or two of them tops. I probably would only have like one of them because it's nice and thick. It's very thick. Oh yeah. Reason I got a thicker beer is just because it's getting colder out, so it always makes sense to handle thicker beers. Like it's white cloth season is approaching our end, people. Dude, I haven't had a white cloth since the weather changed, man. I'm, I think I'm over it. I think Bro, I'm legitimately I over. Definitely white got a case of white cloth in the fridge right now. <laughs> I think I like. I'm. Do you I mind think, if I ask what is the so what is the rage about white oh, claw? Man. I hear about it all, all right. the time, and, and I'm trying. To, my husband and I were talking about just getting a, getting a like a pack to try it. To Have see you never what had the, a white claw? I, I got never had. My I'm friend just Dan Stiver for being the first person I've ever seen on the planet Earth drink white claws. This was like five years ago. So all you people that think you're on that white claw game, no, you Dan's sure wasn't drinking. You them. sure wasn't Zima? <laughs> no, it was you white sure claw, 100. percent I remember when Zima was there was big. Yeah, literally only two places that you could get them at. There was the gas station right at Mill and Ann Arbor Trail, and then across the street at Belly Busters. They were the only two places in this area that carried them. And now they're everywhere. It's the biggest drink on the planet. It seemed like when I got back from Electric Forest this year, it was like the biggest meme. There was like videos, <laughs> let me tell you all about, this shit. Let me tell you about White Claw. Somebody, <laughs> t-shirts. As somebody in the beer industry, because I'm, I'm a sales rep, and one of our gotcha. accounts we handle, Mike's Hard Lemonade, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Mike's Hard yep. Lemonade owns White Claw. Okay. Oh, do they really? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Mike's Hard Lemonade owns White Claw. See, me and Dan yeah, want to invest true. stock into their company because we had a re- feeling they would blow up, but then we looked it up and realized it wasn't publicly traded. So we were yep. like, shit, but man, we could have been rich <laughs> by now. <laughs> so we get about 15, 1600 cases like a week on, yeah. on White Claw. Shit's usually gone in four days. I'm a little uh, bit like, sick of it, bro. I had some like ones- in the summer. It's been kind of keeping up like right now, like because it's getting colder out, it's dying down a little okay. bit. Yeah. So I guess everybody, you know, it's still going to have a little one more pop, I think, before it's, you know, completely gone. But I feel like. I feel like the next thing is coming. Yeah, no, <laughs> like I think it's so coming. Dude, so. I'm not going to lie. I had a, br- a different brand over the weekend that I thought tasted so much better. Have you heard Press? No, I have yeah, heard of Press it. was delicious, It's man. against my company. They had I more flavor. It. They had, it just had, <laughs> it had more flavor to it, and it felt like more of like a real flavor. Have you had the Griffin Claw one yet? Probably not. They don't have it. In, they don't can it. They only have it on tap. Oh, I've, it I, is I think I had fucking amazing. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> that is the, the best seltzer. You had it, right? I had it. In Dearborn, actually, oh, at uh, that four garage place, they yeah. have it on tap. But no, if you're you're not because you're not familiar with the seltzer game, are you? Oh yes, I well not Besides, from the alcohol standpoint, but when I was a kid growing up in the '80s, seltzer was huge, so it's kind of made a comeback 30 years mm-hmm. later. So I think a lot of the maybe the younger generation, LaCroix, you guys, brought it back. With yeah, all yeah, the and, and I'm I not hate a, Lacroix though. That's no, the first ever good. I, I'm not a big seltzer fan anyway, but I'd be willing to try White Claw just to see what all the excitement's about. I could have brought Someone a White Claw t- now. That's all right. I, I have one in my fridge. Someone one time made a joke. Someone one time made a joke to me that they said LaCroix tastes like when you hit your funny bone or when you hit your funny bone. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious <laughs> to me because that's kind of accurate. <laughs> Just like that weird tingly that you're like, I'm not sure what to do with this. Well, and I think a lot of, the, I think what a lot of the, the Gen Z or whatever did, millennials didn't grow up with, like, you know, they didn't grow mm, up with the, right. we, we went to the seltzer phase, like the New York seltzer was the one that we drank. They had like a great flavor I loved as a kid and we go to the part, we go to like the party stores and buy them because it's the only place you could get them. Right. My family's just been nonstop Diet Coke. My parents, that, that is their drug. <laughs> My mom doesn't drink. She's not like she's never been like she'll have like one or two on occasion, but like Diet Coke is her thing. That's her that's her yeah. drug. She likes Diet Coke. <laughs> it's just because of beer like IPAs and shit like that in the summer is just awful for me. 
Cause like it's so hot, and I'm like the last thing I want to do is just drink this like fucking bitter ass. Yeah. Thing. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna go switch over to something I lighter. That's why it was. Bro, it might that's be. why I got no white claw. I, I know for a right. fact that's why. I got Yeah, no I can understand that. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right because <laughs> as soon as the weather cooled down, I love st- like I love stouts too, but yeah. I can't. You will never catch me drinking a stout in the summer. Sure, at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, as soon as this weather cools back down, I've been back on my IPAs. I've been drinking nothing but two hearted since the weather cooled Shit. down again. We're back. I'm back on porters. Plus, stouts. I've, I've mentioned this before. I've also got this like thing where like I'm I'm such a nerd about like all things that I love that when like, it becomes super popular I'm like yeah I hate that now yeah, you know yeah, what I mean that means, like, that's, called being, that's called being a hipster that's yeah, called, it, it is called being a hipster that is literally yeah. being a hipster that, that mentality has been around long <laughs> long before the the coin hipster yes ever the hipster mentality has been around for hipster been mentality for a long will time. always exist that, that's called being a hipster no I, I did it before it was cool. I think that's, that's literally just, the same mentality. I don't think that's a. I don't think it's a hipster mentality. I think it's just a nerd mentality. Like this is mine. This is special to me. <laughs> you know. But like now, everyone knows about white claws. You know like my saying, favorite. Right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you got to claim it first. You know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, yeah. drinks, music, you name it. <laughs> I don't get mad when things get too popular, but it's just like it's just. I get you know what's frustrating more so for me. I hate when things get too popular because then it's too unattainable way for me to go see that band anymore you know what i mean yeah, I'm I like, well shit now the black keys are charging a hundred and something odd well, dollars yeah. for nosebleeds like shit i can't see we went to that tool. show like, i know yeah yeah and, tools, and i'm going I to tool also go. yeah i want to go to tool but i'm not trying to spend 180 dollars to see tool in 2019 i've never seen tool and i haven't either everybody i'm friends with like especially a lot of guys i know love tool so i thought well i gotta go see what the big deal is because i've never I'm seen glad tool. we do that we can segue into something else real quick before we go into our next <laughs> oh, segment. before we switch the beer we definitely got to right oh where i got something real quick i want to touch on okay since we're talking about like you know i did that before it was cool i said this before it was cool going into the third quarter because it's october now or like midway through october we're about to end like we're in the fourth quarter right now of 2019 in the fourth like in the last little bit of the decade for this year, who would you say would be your favorite artist you've discovered this year? Oh man, it's people always ask me that. It's hard for so me to far. pick one. So far, so far, it's hard for me to pick one left. because there's so many good people. Because I'm always listening to a lot of local people, and then I'm also keeping up with a lot of the. Let's talk on a main scale on. just to make it easier. Because local local's hard. Because local's hard because there's so many good people. Real hard. You don't want to offend people that you know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, why'd you mention me, bro? So Yo, I, e, I get texts. I'm like, hey, why you ain't mention me, man? I'm like, oh my bad. So bro. what I can say that recently I saw we talked about the Black Keys. They had a woman open named Jesse Wilson who was really good. Uh-huh. So she is like an R&B rock singer from Nashville. Ooh. And Patrick Carney produced her album, and they had her open for a crowd oh, that size, which was impressive. Solid. And I really liked her music. It kind of reminds me of a Black Keys vibe, but uh-huh. you throw in some R&B with it, and it was a, it was a really well done. And I had a chance to go up and you know she did a meet and greet with people out out you know at the merch table there at Little Caesars Arena. Got a chance to talk to her. Seemed really nice. Had a really good sense of style. Had a really good, like you know, really good sound. And she's one of the ones I'm really impressed with, actually. And that's only within the last couple of weeks. Okay. I think that's like my favorite takeaway from the Black Keys as of recently, over the last ten years or plus, maybe for me now, because I'm not super, super into their new music anymore. It kind of sounds like more of one the same recycled shit that they've done for a while now. <laughs> like I listen to their new album. All right, so this is just kind of how I feel about it. like their new album. If it was on at a party, definitely would not be mad at it. You're like, oh, this is some great music, but it's not like pushing creativity into a super fur like super far place like to me they've made similar music for the last like 10 years now but what i think is amazing about them is i think both of them have done a great job of producing for other artists yes they have um in specific for me there was this i'm not huge into like country music like that's my furthest from my wheelhouse (laughs) but i do like folk and bluegrass and stuff like that and um dan auerbeck produced an album for this 
um, country, well, kind of a folk artist. Her name's Valerie June. Yeah, I know Valerie I'm June. such I've a huge yeah, fan of hers since, really that, good, like, yeah. since I found out about it. And I only found out about her and a handful of other people because of them producing. Like, um, there's this band from Costa Mesa, California called The Growlers. Yeah, I know who they are. They're yeah, really good yeah. that Dan Auerbeck produced for. Although, I think, I actually had a conversation with them because we went to um, see them at the uh, Magic Stick. And we ended up hanging out with them because they were. it was before they started. And we ended up running into the lead singer oh, at the bar cool. just having yeah. a drink. So I was just kind of like asking him questions about that. And he was like, we ended up actually scrapping a lot of the stuff that Dan Auerbeck produced for us because we weren't super happy with the overall result because like they thought it was just overproduced and they're ah. kind of like a garagey kind of okay. sound band. But um, but just like he was like, it doesn't matter like wh- whether we use it or not. Just him going on that one interview he did where he named us as a band was like insanely huge for us oh, gaining absolutely. a following yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that got us a bunch more followers like immediately after he put out that interview well, and, so and, and Auerbach's quite prolific as you mentioned with producing people he's yep. done a lot of solo projects one of the things I like about him is he's he's brought in a lot of famous session players yeah his last totally. solo album he did a couple of years ago um in Nashville and and that was actually a really good album yeah so and and honestly I, I also have a special connection to the Black Keys indirectly because they're from Akron Ohio where my mom is from oh, okay cool. Ah, okay. and so there's only you know there's only so many people from Akron Ohio like Chrissy Hine from the Pretenders is from uh-huh. there. And, Where's but, uh, LeBron? <laughs> yeah, uh, 21 Pilots is from around there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so to me, I've, I, you know, my mom was a big fan of them, and so like we would take her to some of the concerts in the past because she liked the fact that they were from yeah. her city. So, yeah. like that to me, I, I will always like them, and I understand what you're saying about how their music has kind of evolved. They've become more established. Yeah. It, I mean, Brothers will always be my favorite. Brothers Black is amazing. Black, it's a fantastic. We started album. To, so for the the decline musically for me started to come around that um. What was the blue one? Think, oh, uh, um, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That's when the it last started, one they had. Yeah, that's yeah. when it started to seem a little like eh, this is more of the same. And some of the songs kind of sounded like a little bit of ripoff. There's some other classic rock songs. And I'm like, yeah. But I still, I mean, I'm always going to love them. Like their early stuff was, I was a huge, huge fan oh, of. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I think Attack and Release is their best album. That's my favorite album. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I got no clout. I got no hand in this argument. <laughs> you. I really don't. I don't listen to Black Keys like that. So. Do you know what's funny though about that? I, Actually, I went. To, the reason I heard Attack and Release, I had heard Black Keys before, but then kind of forgot about them because I'd only heard a couple songs. But then I went in whenever that album came out, like 2008 or something like that, mm-hmm. or nine maybe. Um, I was actually going to Best Buy or wherever the music store I was at to get a Black Crows album. Oh yeah, okay. And there's was <laughs> there and I saw the Black Keys right next to that and remembering that I liked a couple of their songs, so I bought both albums. <laughs> and I was like, well, this turned out to be a really amazing purchase. And for me, I didn't really hear them much until 2007 Brothers came out, and around that was around the time I was getting more into music and going to shows more. Yeah. And so, like when I heard Tighten Up, I was sold. I love <laughs> yeah. that. That's yeah. probably by far yeah. what my favorite song of theirs. Of, yeah. Of anything they've ever done. I yeah, love that's that a great song. Yeah. So. They just, they may have, I, I always liked, um, what's that one song? Uh, I think it's on the same album, Too Afraid to Love You. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great song. That's a great yep. song. <laughs> there used to be a video, uh, I don't know if it still exists on YouTube or not, but it's like them coming up with that song in the studio. Like it shows them like kind of recording it and then it goes into the final uh, like cool. cut of the song. I'm like, that's tight. <laughs> I love those kind of videos. If more artists put out in studio videos, man. It's Done. fun to watch that. If you're a fan, you want to see kind of how they create. How they create a song? Yes. I'm into it. Yep. <laughs> I'm totally into it. Neil, but, um, you didn't you didn't give us your new one yet. We didn't even start old something old something no, new. No, 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 no. <laughs> like your artist of this year. Oh, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, That's all right. We, didn't get to, we, we, got, we, had, we, we got sidetracked with Black Keys. So <laughs> without question, my favorite artist of this, uh, you said the last quarter of this year? So far. I mean, go- even this we, year. We got, we, got, we got like a couple months left. 
So, you know, something new could pop up. Like, some, my, one of my something news that somebody knew this year. But my yeah. favorite pop off of 2019 is without a doubt YBN Corday. Fair. Mm, um, I don't know. That's fair. what I'll have to check out. Lost he, Boy. He's a Great phenomenally album. talented yeah, young rapper. Um, for me, I think it's why he's going to be the most important thing that came out of this year is because I think he's kind of going to set a standard for what hip hop can continue to sound like um, to the younger crowd because he's gosh. very young. I think he's 21 or 22 yeah, he, or something like cool. that. Oh, that's awesome. Gosh. And um, he's what? just making really intelligent music. Well, I mean, Corday is hands down probably going to lead, lead hip hop in the next few years. I think so too. I, I, think I he's, agree. Like, I think he there, I think he's being set up to be the next, like the Kendrick, Kendrick? of his generation. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> nice. Um, Cause he's got those, he, he makes making intelligent music cool and sound cool. You know what I mean? So he's not just, so there's a lot of a lot of people like there. There's always this argument about the best MCs and then the MCs that make the best music. And sometimes the best MCs in the world don't make the best music because the production sucks or they just didn't get with the right people making the music. But this guy's production is phenomenal. His lyrics are phenomenal. He's got the youth on his side. So I'm just super uh, excited to see what he's going to do. His first album is phenomenal. It's total, total. I will definitely check that out. Yeah, yeah, I'm always looking for more like hip hop's like. Uh, that's hip hop suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cordae's yeah. next one to start with. Yeah, so he's he's that's who I would pick for mine. Cool. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Do you uh did you want since we were haven't uh, gone too far away from the beer? Did you want to touch on the founders now, or do you want to save it for the end? Let me t- mention my new artist first, Neil. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 so long with the black keys. Jesus sorry, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna touch that long on it. But <laughs> my pick. I've been talking about them a lot the past couple months just because I finally discovered them. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are dope. Highly Suspect. Oh, man. I like those guys. I like Highly yeah, Suspect yeah, yeah. a lot, actually. Like, their uh, their last album, uh, what do you call it? Fucking The Boy Who Died Wolf. Uh, they had Grammy Nom off that Lydia track. They've been tearing up shit around, like, around the country for a while. Mm-hmm. Have really, and I just, I'm really, really late to the party on them. Their new album actually comes out in a couple weeks. Okay. So, this, but no, they have the, like they have guys, one right? track. Yeah. They have, I mean, they touch, I mean, their storytelling, man, is something. Their storytelling, their production is just on a new level. And then a the dude, I forgot his name, Johnny, fuck, I forgot his last name. <laughs> I, I, they got I'm a track with a rapper, right? Did we play a track with a rapper or something? Yeah, had? Young Young Thug had it. Is on that's their new, what it was. Young Thug's on their new album. That's, but, that's what it was. But no, they uh, their their lead singer has such a great voice, man. It's not even funny. Like very soulful, very a lot of emotion in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it just sounds genuine to me, and that's why I like them a lot. So so they were at Mopop in Detroit a couple of years ago, and they mm. sounded really good. I've heard they're amazing live. Yeah, yeah, they're really I've, good. I've heard from several There's, people. Their song Sixteen has been playing a lot on Alt Nation, yep. and I actually re- that is 16, a really that is a really good song. That's like one of my favorite songs out <laughs> right really now song, of any yeah. genre. Sixteen. They have it's um, just the story in it so deep. I feel like they have kind of like a little bit of a like a Kings of the Leon vibe. Yeah, so. I could hear that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hear some Caleb Falwell in there yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. No, my favorite track was on the uh The Boy Who Died Wolf and he okay. was talking it was uh Viper Strike. And just opens, uh, oh, you're racist? Wow, that's neat. Get the fuck up out my face with that shit or something like that. <laughs> it's nice too when you hear white boy um rock bands like talking political shit too. Yep. I like that too. Um, what's the uh, Parquet Courts does uh, does that? Parquet Courts is great. I, I really those guys like have. Those have guys. you seen those guys? No, but I really want. They to. have a great energy. I saw them at oh geez in Montana Lesher at the December's Travelers Rust Festival. Okay, and they are hardcore on stage. Like they just get into it. and They're all attitude, but their songs are really good. Yeah, I really like them. <laughs> um, my boy Stevie T um, from Dugatron. Put oh, yeah, me Dugatron. On to yeah, shout out to Dugatron. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah, Dugatron yeah, yeah he's Steve. awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, they, he put me on to him last year. He's like, because he knows that I'm into like I've been like 
really trying to find good rock bands because I feel like a lot of my time has been taken up by hip hop over the last few years. And I, I, in my core, I do love rock music still, but I just like, I feel like I haven't like seen as many as I used to, you know what I mean? Right, it seems like right. hip hop has taken over the landscape. And, um, so I've been actively trying to find good rock bands and he hit me on that one. He's like, I know you like lyrics and I know you were looking for rock and stuff. So check out this park. He's, ta- he's got good taste. Yeah. He, Steve has great taste. Him and I <laughs> yeah. have been bouncing music off each other since we were little kids. Since we were in literally ninth grade, ninth, eighth grade. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I've been really into them They're They have some really political lyrics too, which I like. And I like punk rock music too. So that's, they've got like a real punk rock vibe to their stuff. So. Yeah, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I gotta check out more of this highly suspect. Yeah, what is it? Highly, highly suspect. suspect. Highly suspect. But yeah, I gotta check out more that, of it. That line in sixteen, he go when he was telling the story about, I guess like the girl she cheated on him or something yeah. like that. I was excited to be a father, and then I found out that the baby was another color, and I'm not a brother or something like that. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep line. But um, did you want to move on to something old, something new? Yes, or did you want to talk probably, about Founders first? We should do something old, something new right now. Okay, okay. We'll do and, that first. And then we'll, we'll close with Founders at this point, because I think we're 36 minutes in. So, okay. Yeah. I want to talk, we got to talk a little bit about the um the nominations for the Hall Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Oh, jeez. But, yeah, um, so, <laughs> all right, so we're going to we're gonna just restructure the show real quick. <laughs> something old, something new right now, then the Hall of Rock and Roll okay. Hall of Fame, then Founders, and with Founders, then Closing. Sounds Done. good to me. All right. You guys just got to take. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lori, other show, I'm sure eBay probably told you a little bit about it, that we every week we talk about. A project that's old. Yep. Doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be super old. It can be from last year if you yep. want it to be, but just something old. And then something new that's either brand new or new to you. So Yeah, yeah. So so I it's hard I can never pick just one. Because I listen okay. to a lot of stuff. So like for old, um, some of the ones that I've been enjoying. So I've been listening to a lot of like like eighties R and B and stuff a lot on satellite radio. So like the groove is one of my favorite channels. The groove is the, the best. Groove is great. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've been kind of going back to some Janet Jackson like control. That was okay. a huge mm-hmm. album for me as a kid. So I used to like play that album and dance in my house. I absolutely love serious radio. Speaking of rock and roll, <laughs> like, I, I keep it on Octane and Octane Shave Four Five, The Groove, Alt Nation. Yep. Yeah, all those. And then what's the newer rock one? The newer hard rock one? I forget. Uh, oh, um, there's like I have to remember. I can't remember all the names. I of forgot. I, I know yeah. by numbers more sometimes than by name. I think it's like thirty something. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, Janet Jackson's Control is one. I'm also a huge like Billy Ocean fan. So when I was a kid, <laughs> I loved like uh, like Caribbean Queen and like uh, his Love Zone album from '85 was a big one for me growing yeah. up too. Like when the going gets tough, the tough get going. It's kind of a good, you know feel good aspirational anthem even you know 30 some odd years later <laughs> um and then last night my husband and i went and saw matt and kim at royal oak music nice. theater and they celebrated the 10th anniversary of their grand album which is kind of like their okay, yeah. album and those guys if you've never seen them live are worth it every time yeah, their it's... live show is absolutely hilarious it's a ton of energy <laughs> oh, a ton of energy raunchy humor uh, yep. the, the whole the whole thing those guys are, are so they played the whole album its entirety and that was a lot of fun that's awesome that's really cool i, I only saw I didn't even see a whole set of theirs. I saw they played at Electric Forest one year that I was there. Okay, yeah. And it was kind of like I was passing by from show to show, so I stopped and watched them for a little bit because I didn't know much about their music going into that. But I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like, these people are super into this. The oh, guy was they're like, great. They yeah. were, like, getting into the crowd and stuff. Every and, time. They, yeah. In terms of, like, stage presence and crowd interaction, those guys get an A because... <laughs> that's a big that's a big deal to me. Like, that's, Yeah, it is. I, there's nothing worse than watching an artist that's boring to watch perform. You're like, man, this is a letdown. Like, or this guy doesn't know how to perform. He doesn't know how to hold the mic. Or, right. That's always 
always a big letdown. And the other old one I've been listening to, so I'm a big fan of progressive rock. So I don't know if you guys ever listened to a whole lot of prog rock, but Genesis, they're selling England by the Pound album is one of my favorites. Okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. So so their their original guitarist, Steve Hackett, we went and saw him at 20 Monroe Live in Grand Rapids earlier this month. Uh And he did the whole album in its entirety. And that's when Peter Gabriel was their singer. Uh And Peter and Phil Collins was the drummer. And that's by far one of my favorite albums. And you hear that. Because, you know, I mean, they're not in that formation anymore, of course. No. But to be able to hear that with one of the original members was a great experience. Didn't they just get, did, was it Genesis or was it Peter Gabriel that just got, was it like two years ago they got inducted in the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So Genesis has been, for them it's been a while. I think they were around 2010 or 12. Yeah. So it's been a while since Might they got have been inducted. Peter Gabriel then. It could have been couple, separately. Couple yeah, a lot ago. of those guys get in separately mm-hmm. like with the group and then because their yep. solo was, uh, career was so successful. So those are my old ones. I, I have a lot more, but I had to narrow it down to something. It's crazy <laughs> to think about how many, if you combined all the hits that Genesis has and then solo Phil yep. Collins and yep. Peter Gabriel like it's insane like, you know people knock Phil Collins a lot and we went to his Phil show Collins actually awesome. he's fantastic and we <laughs> went to his um still not dead yet show and, uh, Little Caesars <laughs> earlier this month too and that was and you know he you know he he's faced some hardships um you know in terms of health wise but he still sounds really good yeah that's what so I, I was impressed it was a good it was a good show that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome email what do you got for something old bro something old I actually have a few this week. Neil, you want to talk about it? I'm still picking my something over <laughs> no, right Okay, now. I, I can go off <laughs> first. Anything so I have a few. Something. I have a lot of something new. For whatever reason, this week I was like in nostalgia mode. So I was listening to like all stuff that was popping like between like when I was in high school to like early college. So from like early 2000s stuff to mid 2000s okay. stuff. So I first album that I was listening to was I went back and listened to Coldplay's A Rush of Blood to the Head. Oh, God. I, I actually is, really like Coldplay. Oh, I'm man, not afraid to admit that. A lot too. of people, like they, they get ripped on, but they're actually really good live performers. And I oh, really, they're amazing. I always like their music. They're also in like that Black Keys wheelhouse for me, which I haven't yeah, liked a lot of their newer stuff. But man, A Rush of Blood to the oh, Head yeah, and Parachutes. Oh, yeah. Clocks will always be two. like... <laughs> yeah. Um, a Rush of Blood to the Head is insane. Like That mo- that album is pretty much perfection, in my opinion. Um, and if, you, if you're one of the type of people that hear Coldplay now and you're like eh, this is mine they're too bubbly and this and that go back and listen to uh, Russian Blood to the Head yeah. the album's actually kind of dark um, and there's just some really great lyrically driven songs on that like Politic and the actual song of Russian Blood to yeah. the Head yep. um, I think Amsterdam closes that one out I believe too which is another phenomenal song I think that's the last song on the album or that might be on Parish. No, that's the last song on this one. But um, I don't know. That's just like I think that was two thousand three that came out. That was around around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the album that got me into Coldplay. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the single Yellow when Parachutes came out. So I didn't ever go into listening to that album. I ended up, I love, I love the song Yellow now, which is weird. Sometimes that just kind of happens. Well, you sometimes know, you, they play them so much, you kind <laughs> yeah, of if you distance it, it for several years, you don't yeah. hear it. It's a little so like, I didn't get into Parachutes. So <laughs> Russian Blood to the Head was like my. Kind of like my intro, which is their second album. But then I went back. Parachutes is phenomenal as well. But um, yeah, so Coldplay was one of them that I listened to this week a lot. And then a group that I'm a pairing that I really, really hope makes new music. I know CeeLo has mentioned it in like interviews, <laughs> which I listened to 2008's The Odd Couple by Niles Barkley. Cool. Um, <laughs> that's their second album, which is my favorite of the two that they have. Uh, it's crazy that it's been over a decade now since those two put music out together. But um. I, I actually posted a little clip of it and I like uh I put them in the mentions. I was like, I could really use some new music by the combo of you two right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course I didn't hear anything back, but <laughs> so yeah, that was the second one I listened to. And then surprisingly enough, so there's a reason I listened to this and I never really got into it when it was popping popping because it was like 
frowned upon for dudes of my age to be a fan of pop music like this, but Justin Timberlake's Future Sex Love Sounds. I went back and listened to it. It's a great album. It's a a phenomenal album. I I, I kind of like forgot how many damn hits are on that album. You know, there's nothing wrong with liking that stuff. (laughs) No, I don't. Not anymore. I don't feel that way at all. But when that song was popular, it was probably like, not cool for me to say. You know, I, I, I was Justin. I, I, in, the, in the '90s, when I was like, you know, out of right out of college, I was listening to Britney Spears and NSYNC and mm-hmm. all that. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, I, I, I listen to all kinds of phases of stuff, and I know. And yeah, some people say it's guilty pleasure. It's like, no, that's what I listened to back then. <laughs> Boy bands were big, and I was more into the mainstream stuff, and that's what I listened to. You know? <laughs> I listened to Andre 3000, and I took off my cool a long time ago. So I really don't care about. Looking cool to anyone hey, about my music taste. Andre is cool. <laughs> he is cool for <laughs> sure. Right, so I um, do have my something old ready now. Yeah, for sure. I had to well, think about. I didn't have to think about. It, I'm like, what did I listen? Real to quick this week? though, before we move on, right. I was going to finish what I was saying about uh, Justin. The reason, the only reason that I decided to go back and listen to that one is kind of because he announced that he's got a new album, and it seems like he's going to be back into this wheelhouse. So I think, in my opinion, the last album, Man in the Woods, was a huge misstep. Like that album was absolutely garbage, in my opinion. Like he took like. Hip hop producers tried to make a country themed album, and it just was a mess, in my opinion. But this, th- that didn't work, and that's a misstep. I'll give him that. Like, you can't always hit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> sexy back. Like, who's not going to want to dance to that song? Right. You know, so, I love that song. Like, that song yeah. never gets old. Oh, what was yeah. the one with Fifty Cent? That was dope. Ao Technology. <laughs> Ao Technology was a horrible song. <laughs> I love that song. What <laughs> you are you talking like about? That song? I love that she song. She worked the pose. She worked the back. Oh, that was one of the worst Fifty verses of all time. <laughs> Literally, one no, of the worst It's not verses. supposed to be a lyrical song, <laughs> no, Neil. But that's it's still, not supposed to be a lyrical song. Even the way he raps song. on it is awful. She no. worked the ball. She worked the back. No, I love the hook. So I love the hook on that song. <laughs> hey, yo. I'm yeah, tired of using technology. And that video was fucking dope, too. It's not bad. <laughs> and then I was also curious, like, why is 50 Cent making a song with Justin Timberlake? This makes no sense. Anyway. But anyway. <laughs> so it's my old. No, but no, I'm excited about um, him returning back to this hip-hop R&B sound because I, I heard that on his new album he's got tracks with uh, Lizzo oh, that's and cool. SZA yeah. and, oh, yeah, loaded. and uh, who is one, he's got someone huge on the production that, I was, that I'm drawing a blank on I'll look it up but I can't remember right, right, right. it's my turn <laughs> can I talk now <laughs> yep. can, I, can I get into it yep. alright so I got one, an- one album anniversary and I, was, I went back and listened to it when I found out I'm like oh shit this album was dope which is actually probably one of my which they actually released this album this year which is one of my top 10 favorite albums all, all year so far. Uh, I'm going to go with Point Five Chapter Grey by Slipknot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's cool. Fucking you're, love. Dude, I love Corey Taylor so much. You're on your own about talking yeah, about this one. Yeah, buddy. No, you know, I, see, I, was, I had a friend that's a big Sarcastrophe fan. Sarcastrophe is... Oh no, you got to appreciate Slipknot, too. Oh, I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I don't know anything about that. Uh, I've seen them live one, one time. I, I can, that's, my, that's one of my first There you ones. go. No, what are you saying? I've seen them live one time. How yeah. are they live? Because I've never seen them well, live. Well, we had Lon just... at like DT, so we didn't sit real close. Oh, but shit. I have a friend who's a big fan, and he loves Corey Taylor. Well, and all. Lon, Lon at DTE during a Slipknot concert sounds dangerous. It was pretty late. Actually, I think most people were pretty late. It was later in the day. It was like a day-long festival. Okay. Had like Slayer. Fest? It might have been. It had Slayer and a bunch of other people there, but um, no, nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Of it Slipknot. was it was it was interesting. Like, you know what I mean? That's one of my. Uh, He's a resident you, metal fan on the you show. You guys wouldn't even know <laughs> by looking at me that you talked to me like, okay, yeah, I can see it. No, I'm a big fan. I like, like a lot of, is one of my favorite. Tracks yeah, you know, you gotta period. you gotta appreciate uh, metal. I like a lot of the old school metal. You know, that's yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. I like. Yeah, I do too. I just it's funny how often you're and what kind of phase you are in your life, kind of like chooses what music you're listening to like yes. i used to be really heavy into like hardcore rock and roll music and stuff and like i love tool and even now with listening to the new tool i don't know if it's just that i'm not in that headspace anymore but like 
I only listened to it one time. I haven't gone back to but it. But they since. had like Fear a Inoculum? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't it's, mind it. It's more because it's long as fuck. That's what It is a long album. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just also not in that, like, um, I've kind of like, got more of like a heat. I think I was more of like an angsty teenager when I was super yeah, sure. into Tool. Sure, like, yeah. So that was like kind of a way to get aggression out. But now I'm kind of in like a more of a peaceful headset. And I'm like, man, this is a lot right now. <laughs> so, E-Man, tell us about um, like Slipknot. Like, why, yeah, you know, what please. is it about them? That oh, you... man. So I can talk more about like their. <laughs> I love this album. However, we are not your kind. Hands down, one of my favorite albums of this year, like overall. But no, I'm, I'm that's just them. That's that's their album. Yeah, that was the one that just came out okay. like a couple months ago. But no, going back to this album, it's just I, I don't know. I, I just like the aggression aspect of it. It's like one of those when I'm having a shitty day, I can just throw some fucking Slipknot on or some, <laughs> oh, yeah. some kind of metal. And just like, <laughs> no, I get it. It's kind of just my mode. Of like, I love like I love Corey Taylor's voice, like when he goes like the Stone Sour mode. But I yes. fucking love yeah. his scream voice. I think too, it's amazing dude. that he can do both it's so, so well. Fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, I think that is really. Super no, I'm a, cool. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. But you gotta love the mask. Oh, shout out to wear. him! Actually, he just got married. <laughs> by the way, speaking of which, nice. Well, so you the, gotta love the mask they wear as they used to. I don't know if they wear them oh, anymore. No, oh, they still wear masks. You, you, you yeah. gotta love the mask they wear. Who? But speaking of which, they ever did they ever reveal who was Tortilla Man? Like their their secret basis. That I don't know. I'm not that up on them. So apparently, <laughs> you would like probably Tortilla, know better than I would. Apparently, their <laughs> banner, their guy, their bassist right now, is touring with is is actually a really famous bass guitar player. But he's only, but he's wearing like a tortilla, like you know, like one of their Slipknot masks, mm-hmm. but like one of the dark ass ones. And he's only going over the ego or the alias Tortilla Man. So they've never unveiled yeah. his identity. They never. I don't think they oh, ever okay. did. That's okay. interesting. <laughs> I'm. A, I'll look it up real quick, but I don't think they did. <laughs> so that was my first something old. My second one, uh, in a totally different wheelhouse. We'll go back to 2008 with uh, one of my favorite artists and his first mixtape, A Kid Named Cuddy by Kid yeah. Cuddy. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. That's Going a back mixtape. to Honolulu just to get that that Maui Wowie. Oh, that would yeah, yeah. You know what the only problem with that song is that he ended it with a fart noise. Yep, that yep. always pissed <laughs> me off. That always made me mad. Well, my like favorite. It sets up like the skit going into the next thing. I love, I'm like, it's love, so dumb. I love when Kid Cudi does that because like I remember when uh, Marijuana on the second album on Man on the Moon too. Uh, the exact song was it, it was four minutes twenty seconds. He goes and four twenty. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know what's funny? You that was perfect. That's actually one of the some or the this days in the music. I didn't put it down on the list, but Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon two I think came out on this day of a certain year. Slipknot's point five after great <laughs> cool. five years ago nice. uh, yesterday. But I didn't yeah, like Kid yeah. Cudi's Man on the Moon part two, so that's why I didn't. Put I it love down. that album. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, that's, I, that's when I was like, Mr. Ranger was dope. I love that album. I, yeah. I didn't like it for <laughs> more like. Not that the music wasn't great. I didn't like the direction Kid Cudi's life was heading in that point because he was really oh, he into was cocaine at that point. And I saw him live he on that tour and he performed for 30 album. minutes <laughs> at Eastern. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let's, pull up, let's pull that album up real quick. Every song on there Man is on about the moon coke. And the day, right? Every song on there is about coke. He talks about it all the time. And when I saw him live, he was just awful on that tour. He performed at the Eastern Convocational oh, okay. Center. Yeah, okay. And the opening uh, act, Chip the Ripper, at the time, played a longer That's set than boy. he did. Um, he played for 30 minutes, didn't like how the crowd was reacting to his music, and left. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you are a asshole for that. So yeah, I might, my love for telling me to be careful, <laughs> or people telling me be helpful, because they saying be careful. Yeah, yeah right. That's the one with Mary J. Mary J. Blige, Blige. Right? Don't yeah. play this song. Yeah, no, I was just wasn't fucking. Gonna... I love this album, dude. Actually, if I really think about it, like they actually made a mini movie for Maniac. Mm. It was uh him and K- actually Cage, the other guy, and Saint Vincent's on this. I song. did like the one. Oh, Saint Vincent, yeah, that's a popular song off that though. There was one. The one with the one with Kanye. No, no, no. Erase it was, me. Like, him by himself, kind of like, it was when he first started doing the singy stuff. 
Like, He's always been doing the singy stuff. The one with CeeLo's, dude. Revolution. That was a good one. <laughs> Dude, I love this album actually. Thank you for thank you for reminding me of that. That actually <laughs> set me on like that was another one. Though, like, I am your big brother. That, <laughs> that was another part for us. Just like the Black Keys, like that album to me has started the downfall of Kid Cudi because everything Cudi is, after that was Kid terrible. Cudi's, are you shitting me? Indica was arguably one of his favorite. My, Indica project. Indica. Oh, God, the one right after that. Super terrible. I'm just what you made. I could fucking sing Kid Cudi all day, I hate bro. That, that album is so bad. <laughs> no, I, I'll give you Satellite Flight. I didn't like that album at all. No, yeah, they like satellite like <laughs> Passion Pain is dope. Passion Pain's okay. That was the one I started to like him again. That's why I got yeah, back Kid, to like. And then Kitsy Ghost. That was Kanye. like four albums later <laughs> though. And Kitsy Ghost was awful too. I love Kitsy. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 no. I didn't love Kitsy Ghost. I liked Kitsy Ghost. I'm all right, very, let's let's, let's all move right. along because we got a lot. You got to something to new, and we only got that much time left. Oh, so geez, yeah. We're at fifty-two minutes right now. That's all right. <laughs> They're not. They don't got anyone else coming in tonight. Um. Something new. I only had one this week because I didn't listen to a whole lot of music because I was up north and stuff. But um, the one that I think is worth mentioning is that I don't think a lot of people even know about. He's been in underground for about 10 years in hip hop. His name's Homeboy Sandman. Uh, He's phenomenal. He's like one of the most gifted uh, lyricists I, I can think of because he takes these really fast jazz standards almost and like where the bass line's really kind of cooking and he just raps seamlessly through it without he's so in the pocket one of the best in the pocket rappers you can think of is homeboy sandman the new album is called dusty and it's um definitely uh worth checking out if you've never heard of him it's very the the production on it's real jazzy but man his flow is so smooth and just fits perfectly on it so that was my something new this week what you got i got a couple man all right so first of all i decided to listen to the most pop one of the most popular albums that i like this roll out this week Guaptober 2 by Gucci Mane. Yeah, I didn't even listen. I forgot that Gucci dropped. Oh, man. Yep, Gucci. Gucci still got it. Gucci's probably one of the most consistent rappers out still to the day. They put out, what, like three projects this year? Three or four? Between him mm-hmm. and Currency are just one and two in, like, consistency to me. I'm more of a casual Gucci fan. I listen. I like the songs that Gucci's featured on. I, I have to be in a certain. Albums. Don't get me wrong. I have to be in a certain mood to listen to Gucci. Yeah, like I sure. won't. I won't be depressed and listen to fucking Gucci, man. Because there's no point to that. I'm all about but, him uh, talking shit about DJ Envy, though. I don't like DJ well, Envy. So that's cool. I'm cool no, with that. I'm a bit. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of this project. It was, I was good. I was just in the right band. I was in a happy <laughs> space this weekend. I was like, man, I just want to turn up. I'm like, fucking put up some Gucci. <laughs> no, you, yeah, burp. I can't. Burp. It is getting cold in the city too. Uh, burp. uh second album I listened to. We can talk of actually uh, Detroit MC. Listen to Cash Dallas Project. Oh, oh shit! I've been, I've been I definitely big, will listen to I've been that. On a big like trap thing for the most part. Yeah, it's kind of. I think dope. she killed her freestyle no, BT Hip Hop Awards. Katie Diary. It was it was dope, man. Like the actual like the intro to it and just how she came about to hip hop and everything, and then where she's going. It's dope. Oh, she got Big uh, Sean on there. Big, huh? I'm gonna say she has oh, a Big cool. Sean, a Little Wayne feature, yeah, a cool. Trey songs. Uh, I think she's under Republic, so I mean, she's got a lot of big. Nice. She can really spit for real, though. Like she's got a really talent. I never player. really was a fan until this project. I'm gonna be honest with you. I never really liked. I didn't really listen to her like that. I got it was like her casual things here and there, but it was like, okay, yeah, she's dope. <laughs> it's just another another one of those like, hey, I'm gonna show my titty, shake my ass type thing. But she's and, not like, yeah. that. Though. But she's not she's exactly. Not that. She but dresses that way, not. but she doesn't rap about that at all. Exactly, and that's the point. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to understand it. Yeah. Now I now I can fuck with it. Yeah, her lyrics on her BET, uh, the hip-hop cypher that she just did, was that, that impressed the shit out of me. I was I like, listened. oh, shit. And I didn't even know she was from Detroit until I saw that. They were like, Detroit's own cash out. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Listen to a little bit of the Jeezy album, too. Scary, or oh, I didn't get to that either. Scary Man. Nights. Uh, the production on it was dope. Uh, first track is cool. 
I really didn't spend that much time with it like I wanted to, so I'll probably go back and get more like a few like a full like review on it. Yep. However, my favorite out of this week's rollout, a known artist that I've that I've or not known artist, but somebody I just heard about, Nicole Bus Kyrios. I definitely uh, want to check this out. Dude, You're it's a little so bit. good. I was, yeah, I was playing a little bit last night. Uh, there's a lot of samples on there. She samples a kind. Ah, fuck. I think she, I forgot what Kanye track. Oh, heard him say. She samples heard him say by Kanye West. She samples uh, a Wu Tang track. She samples Ghostface. It was, she, I think there's two features on the album there's Ghostface, and then there's another feature by Rick Ross mm. on the album. Uh, she signed with Rock Nation, so you know, it's a Jay Z pickup. I'm a, I'm a really big fan of this project, and I really want to see where she goes I'm going forward. I'm definitely going to listen to that this yeah, week. I'm, I'm a fan. Nicole Buss, Kyrios. Nice. Uh, and she has like this whole like neo soul vibe, kind of like a, kind of like where T.R. Wack is going a little bit, like kind of like that same wheelhouse. But and then I would say Erica Badu in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Nice. I will definitely check that out. Lori, about you? Got any oh, new yeah. stuff you listening? So I got several. I'll go through this quickly. So I want <laughs> okay. I want to do some local ones. Um, okay, sweet. That's, so I recently wrote about like a new synth pop duo out of Detroit called Taurus Eyes. Okay, they released a really cool EP called Pythia last week. All right. So um, re- really, I would recommend check that out if you like synth pop. I will pop. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Trey Simon. So he's a Rochester singer songwriter. Uh-huh. He's kind of pop soul, a fantastic guitarist. He played at the Blind Pig Sunday night. He's got a great new track out called "When the Lights Turn On." Okay. So another great, you know, more great local. Another local one I want to mention: Rebecca uh, Fedia. She's out of Ann Arbor. Okay. She has a. She's kind of pop soul. Has a really good song called "Mystic Mind." All right. So, yeah. So there's some locals. Um, other ones I'm thinking. Uh, so Caroline Polachek, who used to be a chairlift. Has a great new soul album called Pang. Uh-huh. Um, Foles has a great. If you're, they did a two part album this year. Oh, called I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a new one out. Yeah, every not everything not saved will be lost. So part two just came out, and that is awesome. And if you've ever seen Foles live, I would highly recommend it. Okay. We saw them at St. Andrews back in April, and Giannis Philipakis, who's the singer, jumped from the balcony down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, they have an incredible stage energy, and they are just phenomenal live performers. Uh, and also Wilco, which I've been a huge fan of yeah. for years. Wilco had o- that new project. Their Ode to Joy album is probably one of my favorites they've done in a while. Mm. Um, love is Everywhere, one of, their, one of their latest singles, is a great track. It has like a really catchy guitar riff that I love hearing over and over again. And yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing them when they come to Hill Auditorium on November 5th. Oh, that's awesome. I saw them one time. There was... Um... Wilco, My Morning Jacket, and Bob Dylan. Oh, I remember that show. I wasn't able to go to that. And that oh, was man. <laughs> well, at the yeah. very, so MMJ started, My Morning Jacket started, then Wilco, then Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan was not very good. I'll, not be, I'll be honest with you, but mad respect to Bob Dylan anyways. Um, but Wilco brought My Morning Jacket back out during their set, and they jammed the Beatles all together. All, wow. Both bands wow, together. that's so, It was crazy. Awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But We're, it's it's hard for me to narrow down. But those are my some of my my recent ones. I'm yeah. definitely gonna check out those local ones because I don't I'm not familiar with e- all, either of those three. So I'm definitely gonna check those out. Quick for sure. shout out, quick, really, really quick shout out in the local scene, just because I meant to, I mentioned mentioned this last week. Uh, shout out to Keep a G. Actually, they opened for Killer Priest last week at yeah. uh, at Necto. Cool. So I want to nice. yeah, I want to give them a quick shout out. Those are my homies. I got I got the sticker right nice. here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I just saw something about um. I feel like the. Approachable minorities had some kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, they have too. a. Uh, there's they a bunch. have like a, a group or something. They, 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 they're doing something. I think I want to say it's Russell Industrial, but they don't have is like, it like location. Isn't it November? I think it I might be. Yeah, I think I saw something yeah, about yeah. that too. Yeah. Approachable yeah, minorities are great. I, I, yeah, yeah I saw those guys at Old Club this year for the first time. Those guys are a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah they're they awesome. <laughs> yeah, we had. Uh, Drew I've been on a show. Shows. Yeah, no, no, no. Those guys are great. Yeah, that was great for sure. Um, but yeah, that's. 
That's awesome. I lo- this is like week like four or five in a row where it's you some the guest has brought on ones that I hadn't heard before. So okay. I have something okay, to go yeah. home and listen to, which makes me happy. Um, but anyways, yeah, let's move along to the last couple topics we wanted to get to before we wrap this puppy up. And one of them, we kind of um, precursed it last week talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations. <laughs> and also uh, just our plain... Our thoughts on if we even think it needs to be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore. I personally don't, um, but I'll get to that after I read the, the the nominees. And there's obviously people that are pissed about them and happy about them. So that's my drum roll. 2019, you got Def Leppard, which um, I've never been big on their music, that's but definitely deservingly right so. There. Definitely deserving to get in. You got Devo. You got Janet Jackson, who we actually just Ms. talked Jackson, about one of her albums today. This is the class that actually just got inducted. <laughs> What's that? This is the class that just got inducted. Oh, shit, that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, because my oh, husband yeah. and I went to the ceremony in Brooklyn back in March. Okay. <laughs> it was cool. La- yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Last, yeah. This is last year's, bro. Yeah, yeah, oh, you no, went the 20th. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year's. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we could talk year. about the shirts, too, if you want, but I didn't know if you want to oh, talk you about the Oh, you know what? That's because I typed in 2019. Well, that's okay, yeah, because they always do them, like, what, like a few months before, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but we right, can talk about both if you Rock want. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2020. <laughs> no, that's even better. Okay, here we go. Got it, right? Yeah. I'm glad you stopped me, because that would have been oh, stupid. Oh, no worries. We could talk about both <laughs> if you want. I mean, The that's... complete <laughs> list is, for this year, Pat Benatar, totally deservingly <laughs> so. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, deservingly so. Depeche Mode, I love Depeche Mode. Yeah. Doobie Brothers, I love the Doobie Brothers. Whitney Houston, super deservingly so. Uh, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, Slayer. MC5, shout out Detroit Boys, MC5. Yeah. Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails, Biggie, my favorite rapper of all Random time. Um, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Todd Rundgren, uh, Soundgarden, T-Rex, and Thin Lizzy. Wait, hold on. Nine Inch Nails is on this list? Nine Inch Nails is on Shout this list. Shout out to Trent Reznor, bro. Oh, Shout out Mark Bowen and T-Rex. Yeah. That was deservingly so. I love T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that list is amazing. And it's getting some uh, disdain from rock and roll fans because Biggie's on it. And for whatever reason, every time there's hip-hop added to it, there's all up in arms about that's not rock and so roll and that's going, not this. Going into actually the song we opened with with the Kanye uh, yeah. Metallica fusion. Now talking about the comment section was just lit. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just metal fans hating on hip hop. Yeah, that's, sure. that's literally most of it. And I feel like there's always going to be a stigma for people who don't get out of their own. They have have their head kind of yeah. in their ass, yeah. if you will, <laughs> about yeah. about just how they view the hip hop culture and everything like that. Obvious. I mean, honestly, if you don't step outside your wheelhouse, and that's why I'm happy I listen to a bunch of different stuff. Like yep. I was talking about fucking Slipknot for half half mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, there. exactly. Like <laughs> if you don't get out your wheelhouse, I mean, you never know what you're actually gonna like. Yeah. I remember. Wasn't you that told me there was a video about like rockers listening to hip hop songs for the first time? Oh, it's hilarious. Like and they play like <laughs> it was like metalheads listening to like Kendrick or something like that. I'm like, oh my so god, it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was actually like metalheads listening to like that Joiner Lucas and Eminem. Oh, song, that's what it was. Like, Lucky you. Out yeah, about yeah. How good it was. Um. But uh, yeah, I think, well, here's my thought on it. First of all, rock and roll was black music to start with. And that was basically stolen by white people. I don't think it's a race thing either, necessarily. Kind of, to me, it kind of feels like I don't like think it. it is necessarily. It, it kind of feels like there's always been this, they, they, they hide it by I saying hip hop. I do think metalheads put Eminem on a pedestal as far as hip hop. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But anyway. But so that, that's a whole different discussion. My, my thing is, <laughs> rock and roll was black music originally, right? Then it was kind of taken over the reins by people like Elvis and stuff like that who wanted to recreate these songs made by black artists. 
And then cultural appropriation. Uh, right. Uh, uh, uh. And I think that if you're going to bitch about one thing like that, you just, I don't know. It just seems like. Well, rock and roll was hip hop to me. Metal. Right. And, and new metal and grunge and all yeah. that shit. That's a whole different subcategories that right, right. black people really weren't in at the time. And hip hop music is derived from different forms of rock and roll music. Like hip hop really yes, started by isolating the break beat of two different songs and just using that, utilizing that part of the song. But it's also such a huge part <laughs> of the music culture. The last, I mean, since what? Hip hop is the number 80s. one genre in the world right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and sure. what I'm trying to say so, is that yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to have people in it. It's part of music. Yeah. And yep. yes, yeah, like sh- what was the big thing? NWA was in there what two years ago? Mm-hmm. No, that's kind of what started it. I feel like. And that shit yeah. is rock and yeah, roll anti-establishment. It. It's against going against the oh, government. Totally. It's going it should be part of it like yeah. you know years from now like whether it's kanye or kendrick lamar those guys should all be included as part mm-hmm. of that yeah i mean because like, oh i can't wait for that day kanye goes there <laughs> i think you just need to drop the rock and roll caveat in the title and just make no, it the music all of that you i yeah. mean occasionally you get some you know they'll get like janet jackson was there this year yeah we went i mean she was you know in terms of r&b but you had you know you need to get hip hop in there. You need to have all genres represented because that's what music is. Yeah. How about 100%. this? So the lead singer, we talked about this last week. The lead singer, Disturbed, Dave. Uh, fuck, what's his last name? That's not important. Lee I forgot. His name. Lee, Lee, lead singer, Disturbed. There's a petition going on right now to actually have him sing the national anthem at that. the Super Bowl. Why not? Right <laughs> and he has a great voice. I'm 100 honest. Why with not? You. He has an absolutely great voice. Like one, like one of my favorite was the cover, the Hollow Notes cover they did of uh, "Sound of Silence." Oh, sweet! I love that song so much. I love that better than the original. No it, way! It's just, don't even. No, I love that's, that song better than. We will argue about that yes, on the next. We can podcast, argue about that. Is we can argue about. <laughs> There's that. no way I'm that joking. shit is better than the Simon and Garfunkel song. No way! Oh my god! Uh, oh, Simon and Garfunkel, not Hollow Notes. I'm sorry. That's right. They're both good deals. I fucked up. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. You recognize a good duo. Continue. <laughs> it's, it's, they're both good duos. Anyway, but no. Uh, going back to my original point. Uh, just including like different genres, like I feel like, say for instance, the Super Bowl. Travis mm-hmm. Scott, you know, he was he he was in the Super Bowl halftime show last year for yeah. like a hot minute. But do you think that I feel like rock and metal and everything that should be included in in like that uh in what do you call it the Super Bowl where just 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 as hip hop no, right. just as hip hop should be included in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. so. Right. No, I'm with you on that, and yeah, I, I don't absolutely. see any reason why he can't do it. I don't care. It's yeah. not like I mean. Everyone else drags the damn thing out a million. Like I don't, I don't even watch the thing anymore because it takes so long for them to do the whole national anthem and the whole presentation with the jets flying over and this and that. I'm like, all right, good. It's like a five minute national anthem. Well, that's because you have a <laughs> low attention span, but that's a different story entirely. <laughs> no, I have a great attention span. I just don't like. Do you know? No, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, for yeah. for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do you guys have some? That, who are the like th- three or four that you really hope get inducted? This oh time man. Around? Next, like list. next, like twenty twenty one. Yeah, or for well, for the twenty twenty list we have, is there anyone in particular? Like, which ones you really want? Oh, out of this, I want list? Biggie yeah, for sure. Course. I mean, absolutely Biggie. I, I Whitney Houston should be in there. Yeah, Whitney Houston. I, I would love a Nine Inch Nails in there. Uh, I the think uh, I don't really listen to, but there's certain ones. It's weird to me that certain bands get in before other bands. Like, I don't understand how like some bands of like the nineties are in before some bands. Yeah, of, like, it's, the 80s it's weird how the order comes. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but um. I'm glad that T Rex is in there. I'm a huge yeah, T-Rex, T-Rex fan. I love band, Mark Bolin. Yeah. I think he's super. Motorhead's probably gonna ever. make it in for sure. I think they got okay, a shot. Yeah. Soundgarden deserves it. I mean, Chris Cornell, in my opinion, is one of the greatest rock and roll singers of all time. Nine Inch Nails definitely deserves it. Yeah, I think Trim, Pretty Hate Trim Machine Trim just, fucking in. Pretty yeah. Hate Machine just turned thirty last week. 
They're, yes, it did. Trent Reznor was there this year inducting other, you know, inducting. Yeah. 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 He was there at this, you know. Whether he gets in or not, I think he's fine because Dude, he's Priest might. killing it. I hope Priest does. I like Priest. Craftwork deserves <laughs> it. Rain and blood. Craftwork, Rain absolutely. Blood. I love, I, honestly, Craftwork, we went to their show when they came a few years ago to the Masonic. Oh, that's yeah. Slayer. Fuck me, man. I'm, Craftwork, <laughs> I'm tripping Craftwork right deserves now. it because they're one of the originators of, like, electronic music. Do you music. realize how many people have sampled their music that people don't know <laughs> about insane. over the years? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need to be in there. <laughs> yeah. Craftwork, MC5 deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um. For, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely for Detroit. Shout out for MC Five. Plus, the yeah. MC Five was like a really important in time in music too, because there was a lot of protest Vietnam shit going on around yep. the time the MC Five was huge in the Grandy Ballroom and everything. Plus, was going kick on out in everyone, everyone loves kick out kick the out the jams. I mean, how many people? <laughs> I think Silverchair covered that. I think Rage Against the Machine uh, covered yep. that. There's like a million people that have covered kick out the jams. That song is so amazing. You know, and I would have to vote for Soundgarden. We went to the Soundgarden's last show two mm-hmm. years ago when they were at the Fox right yeah. before you know Chris Cornell passed yeah. away. And um, I think it would be nice for Soundgarden to be inducted I for agree. that. If nothing else because because obviously they're great musicians but just to kind of keep chris cornell's memory alive i agree yeah. plus they got two classic albums pretty i mean bad motor finger and super yep. unknown are amazing are fantastic yep um <laughs> doobie brothers deserve it they've got a million and a half songs and they said that they would re for or reunite it uh at the ceremony and perform together. They, they need to have Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. They're going to get Michael McDonald. I love Michael McDonald, yeah. The shit. <laughs> I mean, Dave Matthews, they deserve it, I think, because they're probably one of the most popular touring bands of all time. Definitely. Um, And definitely Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar, like she was one of my one of my favorites as a kid growing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love so her I think music. that whole list deserves it, really. I don't see any uh, discrepancies in my part. You know, and if they don't get it this year, a lot of times they'll make the, the, the like Judas Priest was on last, for this year, but they didn't get it. But, you know, if not, then maybe yeah. ones will get it the following year. Right. You know? The only two that I'm not super law, familiar with a lot law. of their that music Judas Priest, is right? um, Todd Rundgren and Thin Lindsay. I know, like, their oh, hits Todd, and stuff. Oh, Todd Rundgren's got Hello, It's Me is one of his yeah. favorite real, songs. Real quick, yeah. real quick. Breaking the law, breaking the law. That <laughs> hey. was Judas Priest, right? Yeah, for Please, sure. thank God. For sure. All right. And hell for I like Turbo Lover. I always tell my husband, we always joke about like Judas Priest songs because he loves those guys. <laughs> yeah, Judas Priest is awesome. That's one pre- I just never really listened to him like that. And I'm, no, no, I'm like, Ro- Rob Halford is badass. <laughs> super badass. Somehow, I, super badass. and I've been getting, I don't know why I've been getting them a Slayer mixed up. You cannot so like living yeah. after midnight. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> But um, anyway, since we're running a little long, I know that we wanted to touch on this a little bit, yeah. especially because it deals with a Michigan uh, brewery, brewery yeah. that a, we've had on the show. As a beer connoisseur and, you know, you know, me being black, I kind of, I feel like that just actually affects me as well. Affects the show. Uh, so if you guys aren't familiar with this, uh, Founders actually has a lawsuit against them that was filed last year. With a uh, with a black employee that said there was you know a discrimination and racist play going on at Founders Detroit, which I think it was one instance was there was I guess like two printers. One was a kind of a shitty printer, and one was a good one. They labeled it like white white's printer, and then there was like a color printer or something like that. And they kind of they labeled it like that, and then I guess workers freely just drop an in bomb whenever they want to and shit like that. I'm like that I mean that shit ha- I'm not gonna say like, you know, that that's not okay, but that shit does happen in the workplace, unfortunately. How what I me personally I'm pissed at is how it was handled in his deposition 100%. that came out with uh yeah. With uh, what's his name? Who's the GM's name again? It was Ryan or something. Ryan was his last name. Let me look it up real quick. I I, I got it queued up because I had a whole thing about that last night. That's I mean that's uh, Dominic Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So there was a whole deposition coming out. It was like him, his lawyer, and I think it was like 
the press or something like that or whoever was handling the lawsuits. He pretty much is just denying that he knew he knows the f the difference between ethnicities in a way. So I don't know if he's like his lawyer just advised him to do that to just not try to incriminate himself. But there was an instance where he like they the lawyer asked, or not the lawyer asked the guy asked, uh, uh, what do you know uh, the ethnicity ethnicity of Barack Obama or what was it Michael Jordan or something like that? Uh, Bra- uh Barack Obama, Kwame Kilpatrick, Com- Kwame and Kilpatrick, Michael, Michael Jordan. He goes, yeah, I don't know. Goes, I've never, I don't know, I've never, never met, met them, them before, so I don't know what ethnicity they are. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Sorry to swear, but uh, no, you're good. No, I mean that, that shit just boiled my blood last night reading that. I mean, like, how ignorant do you have to be to say some shit like that? So no, going forward, we will never have any fucking founders beers on here ever again. Nah. No. Nope. Um, yeah. I think it was just total poor. That could have been handled so a totally different way. You could have just got out in front of it and apologized and figured out an action or a plan to put in play to to make sure that that type of behavior doesn't happen in their company anymore. But instead, you're just going to play stupid and and just belittle it and just really kind of make a mockery of it, really, in my opinion. And just to me, it makes me think that, A, you're not sorry about it. You didn't it, take and, anything seriously. And B, that you're you, just like, oh, That yeah. you have a totally lack of accountability oh, in your organization. This shit's going to blow over. I can just kind of fuck around with this guy. Yep. And then you could just see, like, the attorney... Like if you read the transcript, I mean, I'll put it. I'll put it on the. I think I put it on the Beats and Brews page last night. The actual uh, article and everything like that from the Detroit Free Press. If you want, I'll post the like actual transcript. But yeah, he goes. Uh, can I? Or are you able? Have you ever met a black person who didn't tell you they were black? And then he goes, can you rephrase that? Is Barack Obama black? And then the attorney goes, objection. And then to your knowledge, I've never met Barack Obama, so I don't know. I'm like, what? Just stupid, just very stupid. But um, yeah, it's upsetting. Um, but I'll be I honest mean, with you, you founders not one of my favorite you were, Michigan beers. You were anyway, <laughs> no, I mean the CBS rollout is. I mean it's okay. I mean it's, I feel like the KBS shit this year was overhyped. They overproduced it, and nobody people wanted it. And that's why a bunch of fucking liquor stores are stuck with it. I know mm-hmm. a few, but I nah, think the man. only the only one. What do we try? What of theirs have we we've, had? On we've the had show? we've had a couple breakfast outs. I know oh yeah, fact. maybe you're right on we've that. Definitely had the breakfast, breakfast outs. outs. We might there? we might have had like that all brown, day bonfire maybe all day shit. IPA maybe. I don't think we ever had all day. Maybe on we here. didn't. I, we I mean, I've drank all day before, like in my free yeah, time. I've sure, never so had. <laughs> and Centennial is another one. But guess what? All day ain't got shit on too hard. So oh no, you know we've had we've had their whole barrel age rollout actually. I know for a fact on the Beats and Brews website, I've I've definitely wrote a review about their first four or five barrel age rollouts last year. Yeah, that shit's never happened again. Yeah. But it's just really funny to me as a company. If you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to continue to like have that company not just go straight into the ground, I don't know why you didn't handle this differently. This is I mean, just for, I mean, not even like personal standpoint, bro. Just fucking from a business standpoint, like what were you what I mean? thinking? Like, I mean? if as soon as this shit, as soon as that became public record, that like transcript. You're fucked. You should have had the apology train rolling out. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, so that's dumb. But no, I'm that's okay. We still got plenty of other companies in Michigan (laughs) that will uh, be drinking all day long on this podcast. (laughs) Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch about? Let's plug our social media. Once oh, one thing, one more thing before we go. Uh, Definitely, as always, 
Uh, you can you if you would like to donate to us just because it keeps the podcast rolling, keeps bringing our. And it's getting uh, expensive. It's just getting expensive. <laughs> all the equipment, everything like that. Like you don't have to, but we would genuinely appreciate it. If you're watching the live stream, the link's already there. Uh, but if you're listening to this, you know, on a future date. Uh, patreon.com slash beats and brews official you'll definitely get a sh- we'll give you a shout out on the show once we get more goodies rolling out like we're planning on trying to get coasters and stickers coasters and, stuff and stickers like that. is coming soon yeah we're <laughs> planning on trying to get that it's merch going so yeah we'll definitely get we'll definitely make a list of people who donated we got our first, do- first donation last week so let's keep that train rolling yeah baby yeah. Hey, that's, yeah. A- that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> every little bit counts yes, yep. it does. <laughs> <laughs> but um and also real quick i I almost forgot it because we had gotten so deep into some of these conversations. I wanted to quickly get to a couple of This Day in Music because there were some really cool ones that I thought were worth pointing out. Um, and just a few really quick. Uh, this Day in Music in 1966, the Supremes came became the first female group to ever uh, have a number one album on the U.S. Billboard's charts. Nice. Um, so That's I thought cool. that that was super important really cool. and yeah. worth noting. Plus, it's from Motown, so we always like to talk about Michigan stuff here. Definitely. And then... Also, uh, I think it's pretty funny. This also is related to Michigan. In 1969 is when Paul McCartney, on this day, when Paul McCartney publicly denied the rumors that he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny part about it is that rumor that he was dead actually came, uh, started as a prank by a guy named Fred Labore. And he was a sports and arts writer for the student paper of the the University of Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy that started the rumor that Paul McCartney was dead is actually a Michigan or U of M student. So I think that was kind of funny. And then the last one that I wanted to read off that I thought was kind of cool is on this day in 1990, Pearl Jam played their first ever concert (laughs) at a place. It was called um, Off the Ramp in Seattle. It was their very first concert as a band. <laughs> so, how many F- Pearl Jam fans could say that they went to that show? Right. That would be super <laughs> cool, right? Serious cred right there if you went to that show back then. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's what I had for this day in music. Um, Lori, did you want to plug your social media stuff before we Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm at Stratton, S-T-R-A-T-T-O-N, setlist, S-E-T-L-A-S-T dot com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Lori A. Stratton. I'm on Facebook and at Twitter also at Laurier Stratton. So definitely welcome to hear from people and any artists that are looking, you know, to kind of showcase what they're working on. So Hey, I was I was interviewed last year. She ex- excellent interviewer, ex person to talk to. Very interesting a, person a, to talk to. Definitely, She's got definitely stories. Fan. Yeah, but your uh, your album's a good one. Thank I, you. I, I I I have to admit white Russian mano gets stuck in my head. Ah! <laughs> you gotta love green <laughs> balloons and you know, like Seriously, what's your one song about that? It was kind of had the anime reference. Oh, Angry Gohan. Angry Gohan, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's certain ones too that you can tell a lot of people like when you see them live, like no, White Russian Bando and Angry Gohan definitely go up. <laughs> <laughs> and and you did a nice performance at Grove last oh, month too. Thank you. That was yeah, great. that that was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, anyways, to take us out of the podcast this week, um, there is a new release coming out soon. It's not out yet, but it's called Sincerely Detroit by a producer that I'm a huge fan of. His name's Apollo Brown. Um, he had an album with joint album with Locksmith that was on my uh, favorite album. Joel last Ortiz year. last year. Joel Ortiz he had a joint album with it as well last year. And this new project he's putting out is about twenty tracks, just featuring nothing but Detroit cats. It's oh, got just cool. a ton of Detroit MCs on it featured, and um, he's got a couple of the lead singles out so far. And this new one is called Dominance, and it's got um, Kid Vicious on it, which is Royce the Five Nines brother. Oh. And it's nice. got, uh, let's see, who else is on this? One? Oh, yeah, Aztec, The Barfly, uh, V-Styles, and DJ Los. And it's just a really great, um, 
I love this sounding production. It kind of reminds me of like the DJ premiere era of making beats. So I always gravitate towards this kind of music. And I don't know. I'm just really excited for his album. So we will leave you with that tonight. And we appreciate you guys listening as always. And we oh, will catch you next week. Real quick. No, we won't catch you next week. Oh, yeah. We'll week. be we off next, next week. week off. So we will <laughs> catch you the following week. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're taking a break for a second. So we'll be back uh, the following week. We will probably still have content for you, though, because we're probably going to post up the um, live podcast we did with the mayor, uh, Beth Bashart nice. um, from Ypsilanti um, from when we did the Grove Fest. So we probably nice. will put that up for you guys next so week. So we'll see you guys live or, you know, if you're listening back on the 5th. Yep. yep. And here's Dominance. Thanks for listening. Peace. What up, Apollo? What up, these styles? They hate them. I brought the fish. Check it out. They hate them. I'm to you. Sincerely, Detroit. They hate them. Hey, like diamond is the sound that I bring What type confidence is normally found in a king Man, I'm a certain kind that work for mine First. And I rehearse the rhyme until the words feel real And heal like a serpentine I write shit between the punch lines you might miss My mic grip, make a headline and turn flight risk A slight twist, a radio Raheem's white fist Mixed with a knife tip and gift to spit that white brick uh. The beat bomber being incomparable with riddance When I speak calm, I breathe honorable like Egyptians uh. This ain't that factory grown It's grass-rooted Do the math, sit back and shoot the facts that have to be known Go ahead, complain and say American But up against Gotham's dark night You catch some hell in comparison I made mistakes and I fell Toughest competition nowadays Shit, I'm face-to-face with myself Subway, that mean I got a foot long barrel. That's why I rule the block. I shoot a op. The crew remind me of Adrian Broner and Floyd relationship. We don't know if you niggas cool or not. Aliens never die, we the goonies Intelligent gangsters, we bust guns and quote Romy Rappers is hoes and groupies flow they stole from Tunchi Let's get it moving, your chick with you, the bitch is losing I look at blasting texts like having sex I prevent life when I pull out, ain't nothing shit about You niggas better look out, quiet if you ain't expect Fire bringing beef to this cookout Blame it on your era, well what goes around comes back around That's karma's carousel Your bar's a bunch of fairy tales Soft, you just wear it well I'm known for having the sickest lines I shit parallel Yeah, all I ever 
wanted was a place to shine Time to execute the plan so I could start my climb In this journey on a mission, walk the sands, it's kung fu Problems usually solved with my hands, they talk too And I ain't even violent, let you test in my manhood Start shit like Nicky did to Miley, yo, what's good? I'm all about respect, check the way I conduct this Collab with many legends as I'm writing my thesis My motor's Marshawn, take a look what a beast is Don't be a casualty when the fury releases Still get it in, orthodox with a slight tilt Motor City Rebel, so defiant, I'm tough built Amy hit the mark, I'm as witty as Broncho Randy Savage, nigga, steal your girl cause I'm macho See, every day's a gift, that's why we call it a present You'll never check my attitude cause my manner is blessed Not true, dog. 